You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip from TripAdvice. And a big welcome to you if this is your first time. Today's episode is sponsored by the one and only Flex Belt. You can get your Flex Belt at flexbelt.com slash trip. And that's trip at two Ps. And you can get 25% off. Pretty awesome. The Flex Belt is an EMS device which is cleared by the FDA. And you wrap it around your abdomen and oblique muscles so you can tighten, tone, and firm and strengthen the abdomen. And I highly recommend that if you do invest in this product, that you eat a healthy diet because that is one of the best ways to get a flat and firm stomach. Again, that is flexbelt.com slash trip and get 20% off. Go ahead and check that out. Now, today's episode is a very special interview with a man named Trip Lanier. Yes, he has the same exact name as me, but he's been around a little bit longer. He's been podcasting since 2008. He has been in the personal development space since the uh, mid-1990s. So he knows a thing or two about what it takes to overcome a challenge. And that is what we'll be talking about today. He explains how he got started in the personal development space, how he became a coach, and how you can overcome some of your challenges and some of your fears in terms of getting better with women and really in general getting better with everything. And we go into some deep stuff today. One of the things that we discussed today is this idea of outcome independence and not being attached to the outcome in terms of meeting girls, in terms of creating goals. And that is one of the biggest issues when it comes to meeting women is that guys care about the outcome and what happens. So we're going to show you, mostly Trip is going to show you, not this Trip, but him, how to beat outcome dependence and become independent of the outcome. And he gives a real cool little trick, which we'll be talking about soon enough. So before we get into that interview, I want to tell you, you can get your free gift at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And that gift is a video of one of my students doing an approach talking to two girls. And it's an amazing, amazing approach. He ends up getting their number, talking to them, flirting with them, and you see everything live right there and exactly how he does it. Now, the best part is I break it down and I show you and teach you exactly what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. So you'll learn from this type of approach and you'll be able to go out and do it just like him. So check that out at TripAdvice.com dot com slash podcast dash gift. And without further ado, here is my interview with Trip Lanier from the New Man Podcast. So I highly suggest you check out that podcast after this because he's got amazing episodes and lots of fun interviews. So check that out and here's ours. Hey Trip, what's going on, man? Happy to have you on the show today. It's good to uh, talk to another trip. There's only a few of us out here. I know. This is so trippy that I'm talking to trip and I just think it's so funny because what are the odds? And we spell it the same way too with two Ps. 
It's, Look, it's it, like, I think the universe is going to fold in on itself now. I know. This is going to be the best episode ever then. So excited to have you on here. You have a lot of knowledge to share. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, just interview you, have a little discussion and bring you on the podcast today. But a lot of the guys may not know that, you know, who you are and, and the stuff that you've been doing with your podcast, the New Man Podcast. So tell us about how you got started with that and a little bit of your history so everyone can better understand where you came from. Great. So I'll go back a ways, you know, five months after graduating from college with a basically an art degree, I, I started my first company. And I started that company because I wanted to have a certain lifestyle. I wanted to be really flexible so I could play music. I loved playing music. I loved being able to record. I loved being able to travel and play. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to make a living doing it. So I, I was able to start this media production company and I had a really strong vision that I wanted to be able to be flexible um, and be able to travel and be able to just have fun doing what I was doing. But, but that, that freedom was really important to me, that, that aspect of, okay, this, I'm in my 20s. I want to have a, a kick-ass lifestyle. So what's going to empower me to do that? So I did that and that worked. It took off. I, I, don't, I don't even know if I really believed it was going to happen because I didn't know. This was before four-hour work week. This was before any of that kind of lifestyle design stuff. Um, what year are we in right now? Just to uh, get Back in 94, 95. Oh, yeah, wow. 95. Okay, cool. How old are you yeah. now? 42. 42. Okay, so you got started on this stuff. Uh, well, probably around the age that most people do, but since you're a little bit older and starting in the 90s, that's, that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did that for a while and had a blast in my 20s. And But then I, I started having this nagging feeling like I wanted more. There had to be more to life than just making more money or doing more of this thing or more of that thing. Um, I'm, I'm glad I was able to start to confront that stuff in my 20s. A lot of guys don't hit that until they're in their 30s or 40s. They, they still believe that, well, if I just had more chicks or more money or more like, you know, fill in the blank that that's going to be the thing that really fits for me. Um, then, then that's, I'll be set. That's all I really need. And, and I got a glimpse of like, well, that's, I don't think that's really true. Um, so I, I started going deeper. I started, I started investigating lots of things. I started going on retreats, like meditation retreats. I, I started getting into philosophers and Eastern mystical traditions. I, I, I was just a, a tourist. Like I just dove in and wanted to, have all kinds of different experiences that were off the beaten path. And that became a big part of my life around that time. And, and then I started, you know, somebody said, you know, you could be a coach, like, you, you know, you're really into this stuff. You could help others along the way too. You could help others create a really powerful lifestyle that has a lot of depth and a lot of meaning, but also that's built around fun. It's built around rich relationships and rich interactions and just being able to lay on your deathbed and say, yes, cool. I, I got the most out of that. So I, I started to learn more about coaching and what that would mean. I ended up selling my company, moving out to Boulder, Colorado. I met my wife. We got married, started a family. And I went through a, a uh, it's really easy to kind of like, oh, I just went through this process and ended up becoming a coach. But that, that, those few years there, I was, I was in a place where I was like, man, what, what is it? What am I doing? Who am I? If I'm not the guy that's a musician or I'm not the guy that has the, the business, then who am I really? And, and that, was a, that was a tough period but I think that's what lends uh, my experiences to be able to help people go, get through really tough transitions today as a coach. So, so there was like a second awakening there. Is that what you're saying? There was like a second time when you were kind of reevaluating things? It was a big transition. It was definitely, a, a, you know, a lot of guys, they come out of college or maybe they spend a couple of years after that the, in those early years saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 
but then they they may do that for 20, 30 years. I talked to a guy yesterday that's, in, that's 49 and, and he's basically picking up his head now and going, I always thought that something else was going to come along. And he thought that 25 years ago. So it's, it's that we're waiting. We're waiting for that thing to come along. Well, I'll just do this for a while. I'll date this girl for a while. I'll do this job for a while because I, this, something else is going to come along and tap me on the shoulder and say, okay, you're ready to do this now. But that's not it. It's a creative process. It's, it takes self-initiative. So it doesn't um, really just happen out of nowhere. I mean, it might happen for some people, but it sounds like it's pretty rare for someone to just have, I don't know, maybe some sort of epiphany of what they're life purposes or what they need to be doing or what they need to be focusing on. You got it. That's exactly it. And a lot of us are waiting for that. We're in that passive role and we're hoping that something's going to come along. And, and what I've found is that we get calcified the longer we wait. We, we start to get entrenched in that way of being. And then we start to, we're, we're playing not to lose. This may not be the thing I'm really crazy about. This relationship may not be the thing I'm really crazy about. This job may not be the thing I'm really crazy about. But I sure as shit don't want to lose it. I don't want to give it up. And, and I don't want to step into uncertainty because I don't know where that may lead. So we end up hanging on to something that's a three or a four for us instead of, being willing to engage that process and say, I'm here to create my 10. Sounds like almost a form of settling is what you're kind of talking about. It's a form of settling. And at the root of it, though, I get it. It's, we're all, we all want safety. We all want certainty. I, I, don't, I don't think that that's a bad thing, but it, it's, all, it's about being able to hold both. Yes, I want to have certainty in my life. Yes, I want to have some safety in my life. But what am I really here to do? What are the experiences I'm really here to have before I kick off, I might kick off 60 years from now. It might be five years from now. How do I want to live? What's going to be most fulfilling for me? Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just relating this back a little bit to, to dating and relationships and tell me if you agree, because I know that you have interviewed a lot of dating experts on your podcast. So you know a lot about this stuff is that not only is it going to be so fulfilling for a man to find out what his life purpose is and what he's here to do and and his journey and understand his journey, but it's also extremely attractive for a woman to know that a man is on that path. What do you think? I think it, it, you know we can say how you do anything is how you do everything. And so what's it like to be in the room? Maybe maybe the listener out there has actually experienced a man like this. You know, this, this guy that walks in the room and he's a leader in his life. He's not waiting for permission to say, okay, you can now go for what you really want. Okay, everything's safe and all the lights are green. You can now go for what you really want. What's it like to be around this guy that is, that is really willing to step into uncertainty in service of his greatest self? He's got a calling or at least he's engaged in that process to uh, reveal that. That is really attractive. To me, that's attractive. Those are the people I seek out. Those are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that I coach. I want to surround myself with those people. I don't want to surround myself with people that are all sitting around bitching, moaning, complaining, playing the victim, acting as if they're powerless to do anything about their lives. That guy's not attractive. He's not going to bring in extraordinary experiences and he sure as shit isn't going to bring in an extraordinary partner, somebody that's going to be an ally to that in his life. Right. And you know what? I, I always say this too on, on various episodes that the person listening right now, the person who can hear our voices listening to this podcast has already taken that first step. And I always congratulate those people because there's so many people out there who are almost unconscious in a way. Uh, I mean that more, I guess, metaphorically than I do literally, 
but they're unconscious and they're not even aware of the fact that they can they can help themselves, that they can get out of the three or the four. And so it's really cool that the person who's listening right now understands that that you know listening to this and taking advice and taking taking tips and applying that is really the first step to to getting you know whatever it is that you want in your life you know and so it's really cool that there's all these things out there to allow people to start taking those steps i always think it's really sad for the people who aren't even aware that they can fix it they're just so they're they're just unaware i mean that's the best way i can say it you know mm. yeah i'm glad you brought that up you know one of the reasons why i started the podcast that i have the new man it was at the beginning of, you know, it was the wild, wild west of, of podcasts of the early stages. There were dinosaurs roaming the earth. And, and, <laughs> when when uh, did you start yours? Gosh, I think it was in 08. 08. Wow. Yeah, oh, no. that was Something like, around there. That was yeah. like... 08, 09. Yeah, that was way before it started getting popular. I mean, yeah, that was definitely the way beginning of that. Yeah, but the drive for me was that I was in this world where I had, I had created a life where I was surrounded by and had access to these different types of teachers that you know had were, were laying out this incredible wisdom for making your life better and and even spiritual journeys like I just I I'd created this world for myself. But I you know if if I wanted to help my buddy from high school, I was like, well, I couldn't really hand him one of those books. I couldn't really like, well, you know, listen to this. It would, he was like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. So my, my whole thing was like, well, how do we bring that, that wisdom and that useful stuff down off the mountain and put it in a language and a vibe that the rest of us can use? And, and my, my goal at that time was I want this to be old news. I want it to be like, yeah, yeah, everybody knows that now. And, and, and now if you look around, the, the territory is getting more and more full with, with this kind of information. And, and to me, it's just amazing. And I, I love how somebody can stumble into this on on their phone and change their lives. Yeah, and I think that it's just it, there is a growing awareness of personal development and and self-help and it's almost becoming I don't know there's something about it like it's becoming more okay to do it, you mm. know. It's I, I you tell me, I mean, you know, I'm only 30 years old, you got, you know, over 10 years on me. Uh but was it was it not was it kind of weird or was it a little offbeat of people um, getting into personal development in the '90s or the early 2000s, do you think it's been uh, more? It's, it's gotten more popular over the years. I think it's definitely become more accepted. You know, when I first started out, um, one of the first challenges I had, I'd gone and done this crazy retreat down in Costa Rica with these guys, and I mean, we we did some crazy shit down there, and and <laughs> and one of the challenges they gave me is like, look, you're a leader, and you're hiding out. You're hiding out. Your job is to lead. So we're going to challenge you. Your challenge is to start a group and run it for two years. And I was like, there's no way. I live in this small town and in Florida and nobody's into this stuff. And my friends are going to think I'm crazy. And I'm in the closet about this. I, I, I don't tell my friends I go off on these retreats. I, I'm, they, they wouldn't, they'd think I was a freak. And you know, now if you Google me, that's all you're going to see is the stuff that I've been involved in. But at that time, I was terrified. I was terrified to come out and say, yeah, I'm interested in these ideas interested in these books, interested in this information. It's made a huge impact on my life. Um, but regardless, I did, that was the scary thing. I didn't want to share that with the world. I didn't even want to share that with the people close to me. Yeah. I think also even these days in terms of specifically dating advice, well, I, almost any self-help or personal development stuff, it's tough for men specifically. You know, I mean, men, uh, I don't know, there's something about asking advice or asking for help or especially asking for any sort of help in the 
in the dating space, it's tough for guys, you know, they, mm. they get, I mean, even I, when I first started off, it was, it was embarrassing to ask someone for help with girls. You know, we feel like we should already know this stuff or as a man, we feel, you know, we shouldn't be asking for help. We should just be doing things ourselves, you know? So it's definitely tough as a guy to, to go through that process of saying, Hey, I need help. And and I want to fix this. And that's why it's it's amazing that so many more men are doing it. Now, Think about the path which takes more balls. Like if you, because it's really our fear as men is to appear weak. We're wired yeah. to avoid looking weak. If if we appeared weak, you know, back in the caveman days, we we got we were down low on the totem pole or we didn't get fed or whatever. Like we that wasn't gonna work out. So we are hardwired to avoid appearing weak. But if you think about it in, in the day and age we're in now, it takes guts. It takes guts to say, I'm going to get over myself. I'm not that worried about what others think of me. I'm here to have the best life I can. And that means I'm coachable. I'm trainable. I want to learn. I'm curious. Instead of spending my time defending what others, you know, defending my self-image. The guy that's doing that, and there's a lot of them, and, and we even celebrate those roles, this kind of posturing, puffing ourselves up. Those guys are weak. They're like professional wrestlers. It's just fake. It's not real. But a lot of us have been bred and, and trained to think, oh, that's what a strong man is. But it's just a house of cards. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, and you kind of just sparked something in my head here too in terms of it's harder. It's just in general, it's harder to go through this stuff. It's, it's more work to go through personal development. It's more work to learn how to, how to get girls and, and go out and, and meet people and go through your fears. How easy is it to say, mm, no, I'm just not going to do it, right? Just sit back and kind of, you know, settle into what you have and, and not try to create a better life. It's a lot of hard work. So yeah, it's, it's definitely more admirable for a man to step up, just like you said, and say, hey, I got some issues with X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to fix them. And it's yeah. going to be hard, but let's figure out the steps to do it. I mean, that's truly a, a real man. The value of your life goes up exponentially when you get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's the single hardest thing. If, if I'm working with a guy and he can't get over himself, it's just not going to work. I won't take him on. I won't work with him. Yeah. Do you mean like pushing your ego aside? Is that just being willing that? to name it. Like it comes up. It's always going to come up. But if if you're not willing to... Uh, challenge who you think you are. If you're not willing to challenge this this facade that we present to the world, it, then you're not coachable. Like you're not going to change things. You're, you're more focused on defending that idea than who we could be. You're, you're more focused on defending who you think you are versus who you could be. Right. Right. Oh, that's good. I like that. So the guys that you work with, tell me a little bit about them. What kind of guy is seeking out your type of coaching? What issues do they have? And, and I'm also curious, what do you do to help solve some of those issues? So the guys that I work with, I work with men and women, but it's mainly mainly guys. These are the guys that have created some kind of success in their lives. They've started a business. They sold that business. They've got a few bucks in the bank. Um, they didn't wait until they were 70 years old to be at this stage in their life. So they're they're thinking, well, okay, I've created success, but that's not really it. It's like the story I told about myself. I want to do something meaningful now. I want to do something that actually impacts other people create some kind of positive change, but I still want to, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to live on the beach in a tent. So what is that? How do I, how do I live uh, an amazing lifestyle and do something that impacts other people? So that's where I get really fired up. What kind I, love of work, I love working with guys that, that have the ability, like they, they, they have this amazing mindset and ability to, to, to create things and get things done. And it's just about 
for them now, it's like, okay, where, where's the part where I'm, I'm actually doing this, not just in service of myself, but I'm doing this in service of others. Right. And so what, what do you think, what kind of areas do your clients end up stepping into? Like, what are some things that you found that they end up doing to help others or just feel that, um, feel like they've, like they're accomplishing something or they're moving forward? What kind of stuff do they usually find? A lot of times they come in with this belief that they have to do something that's been a, that would be a 180 for them. Like they have to completely re reinvent themselves. I rarely see that. I rarely see that they have to do something that's just completely opposite of who they, who they've been. A lot of times it's just about looking back and saying, what's the version of you that was, that was five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago? You know, I just described who I coached, but that was me. That was me 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago. So a lot of it is just like, yeah, how would you help yourself uh, 12, 15, 20 years ago? Um, and a lot of times it's really because they know that guy. I mean, they know what he's going through. They know the doubts that he's thinking. They know the, the challenges that he's up against. And being able to contribute to that guy, being able to transfer the knowledge and the wisdom that they've gained through these years and to support that guy gives them amazing uh, sense of reward and accomplishment. Again, it's not so much about the money anymore. They've been able to create that. Um, but they love, they, they'll, they'll find that, man, that, that was the most alive I felt all week when I, whenever I challenged this, this guy to go do X, Y, Z and he went and did it. And, and I was able to help him do that. They just get fired up more so than, oh, I put another deal together or I, I sold another this or that. It, it's, it's that sense of, I made an impact. I made a difference in this person's life. So guys that come to you, or I guess women as well, they, they want to make difference in other people's lives. Most people yeah, come to I you? filter out for that. That's where I get lit up. I, I, you know, I look at my calendar and I say, who am I talking to? And I look at the list of the, of the people that I'm talking to and all of those people are doing something to impact others. That's what gives me a great sense of joy. It's like, wow, I get to be a part of that. In some way, I get to be a part of that and that ripple effect that goes out into the world. I just love that. That's awesome. Where are they coming from? Are they coming from like the corporate America type jobs or what are they doing before they meet you and, and work with you? Some are corporate. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. A lot of them have started businesses and they've done them on their own. Maybe they weren't necessarily big businesses, um, it's, but it's all across the board. They, they have a real sense of self-leadership. Um, they have that self-starting ability. They're creative in that way. A lot of times they're isolated. You know, they're, they may be surrounded by a lot of people, but they don't have peers. And they sure shit don't, they don't really have anybody that challenges them. They don't have somebody in their life that says, I think you're full of shit here. And that's what they're, that's challenging for them, but it's also, I can hear the relief in their voice when they get called out on the things that limit them or have them playing small. Right. Ah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. So are there any moments in your coaching that you can look back on? You've been coaching for how long now? It's like 14 years, 15 years? Um, I'd say really, gosh. Man, or 10 years? Yeah, at least 10 years. Yeah. Have there ever been any memorable moments that you can share with us that maybe guys can get inspired by, you know, any clients that you've worked with where they had these, you know, moments of, you know, epiphany with you or something that really hit them strong uh, that made them want to make a big change. Is there anything that comes to mind that you can share with us or any stories? Sure. That, uh, like I said, just you know, can light a fire under the people listening under their butts and get them inspired to make any kind of changes they want to make in their life. I'll tell this story because I think it can be related back to dating, which is the context of the of this show. So I went through 
some coaching trainings and I was on this path to be a good coach. And I can imagine as a guy that's trying to get out there and, and meet women and he's learning stuff and he's listening to podcasts, he's, he's just collecting information and he's creating a list of shoulds in his head. He's creating this list that says, well, okay, if I want to get the girl, then this is what I should do. And I, I should walk a little bit more like this and I should talk a little bit more like that. And he, he starts to create this um, kind of cocoon for himself. It, it starts to, it starts to, the world starts to feel smaller. That's what was happening for me when I was becoming a coach. I was more focused on being a good coach and I was afraid of losing clients. I was afraid of getting rejected. I was afraid of missing out. And that sounds a lot like dating, right? So early on, I just was not having fun, even though I was, I, I had some clients, but there was a part of me, it's like, I'm more worried about my performance here than I am about what's actually happening for me and my client. This is a drag. All I'm doing is paying attention to how well I'm doing or, or really just like in this self-critical place. Oh, I need to do this and I need to be more of that. And, and I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to coach anymore. This is a drag. I'm not doing it. And then I decided, well, if I'm not going to do it, then I might as well get fired. I might as well coach the way that I want to coach in a way that's honest for me. I want to serve this guy. I want to help this person. But I'm going to do it in a way that's honest for me. And that means I'm not, I'm not going to worry about ruffling feathers. I'm not going to worry about rocking the boat. I'm not going to worry about getting it right or not. I'm just going to do what I think is the best thing. And, and so I started showing up that way in, my, in, in the meetings. And I figured I was going to get fired. I figured like, okay, that's it. And that was, that was what I would tell myself. Coach as if you're willing to be fired. Instead of coach so you don't lose or coach so that people like you or coach so that you fit into a box of what you think is acceptable. And you can look at that from a dating perspective too, right? Well, I, I need to go out and I need to interact in this way so that people like me or I don't rock the boat or whatever. Like it just becomes this box I, and it was, it's unsatisfying. So I started showing up in that way and I started having a lot of fun and my clients did too. Like we went deeper. I was actually serving them. I was saying things that I really wanted to say is if I, if I wasn't going to see them the next day, if somehow a truck was going to fall on my head, I said the things that I really wanted to say that would, that I think that I thought would really serve them. And they were grateful. Um, I started getting more clients. So I, I went into it thinking, well, this is how I blow up my coaching practice because this isn't any fun and I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's the thing that actually had it, uh, really begin to take off. Um, and that's where I also started having a lot of fun is when I, when I stopped worrying about following rules and trying to make people happy and be acceptable, um, that's where I started to find my own leadership, my own sense of authority. And, um, and I've, I've never regretted it. And I still, to this day, go into meetings, like I'm willing to be fired. I'm willing to show up powerfully how I believe is right. And, and even if I get fired. It sounds like this, you have, it's, it's the nothing to lose mentality. That's what, it, that's what I'm kind of interpreting right now. It's like you're going in and that's, that's truly outcome independent. You, 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 I mean, you obviously, you care about what happens, but at the end of the day, you're just going to do what you want to do and the best that you can do without worrying about what other people are thinking and just show up and give it your all. And you're saying, I have nothing to lose because you're going to go in and be the best that you can be and not be, like you said, in this box. And if they don't like it, or if your client fires you, or if the girl rejects you, then who cares? Because right. at that point, you're being you. And it's, 
I mean, it's freeing. It's it's almost less stressful in a way. And then what ends up happening is it's, it's hard to get into that mentality. But once you do, it's funny that almost every time you end up seeing success in, in terms of whatever you're doing. You know, even if the girl does reject you, well, that wasn't the girl for you. Even if the client does fire you, well, that that is a, a business relationship that wouldn't have gone the way you've wanted to, you know? So it's like, it is this almost nothing to lose win-win mentality. Yeah. And at the core of it is really knowing how to connect. It, it, is, a, it is about service from the coaching perspective. It's, it's imperative that I'm connecting. It's imperative that I am serving. In the dating perspective, it's still about connection. But remove the part that says, I'm going to try and control the outcome of this situation because I need, I'm not okay if it doesn't go a certain way. Well, what if you're okay no matter what? What if you're okay no matter what? I can get fired here. I can get rejected here. But right now, I'm just going to focus on creating a, a really strong connection. I'm going to get really curious about this person. I don't need to defend something. Um, and, I, and therefore, now I can be playful. Now I can have a good time. I can take this pressure off and just relax and say, well, who is this person? What's really going on for them? Is there a way that I can help them out or is there a way that we can find something playful here? Right. Is there, let me ask you this. Is there any tips that you can give to the guy right now who's listening that does want to show up, be authentic and be the best, not be trapped in that box? You know, and, and I know that the guy who's listening is, can use this for anything, including dating, but are there any kind of little practical tips or techniques that you can share with us for someone to start stepping into that? Because that a, it's a difficult mindset to step into. I think that would be it. I think if we just to follow on that point is just to challenge any idea or any sense that I have to do it a certain way or else. Most of the time, we're trying to manage other people, which is a fancy way of saying we're trying to manipulate other people so that we get what we want. And that feels like shit. Right. I can feel it when people are trying to manipulate me and that has me want to get away from them. Well, who wants to be in a dating situation where somebody's trying to like, like what's going on here? Where, what's this guy up to? It feels great to be with somebody who doesn't have an agenda, doesn't need me to be different or doesn't need me to be a certain way. Um, and that comes from a place of I'm already okay. So what if you were to play with that? And that's, that's a, that's a challenging place to step into, but what if you were to really play with that idea before you go up and talk to this, this woman, or before you start this interaction, what if you were to play with this idea? I'm already okay. I'm already okay. Regardless of what happens, I'm already okay. And just see, like go walk around your day and talk to people and just keep that mantra playing in your background, in the background, in the back of your mind is saying, I'm already okay. I'm already okay. I don't need this person to be different. I don't need to get anything from this person. I can actually contribute to this person. And that feels a lot better. I, I like to have people that are in my life that want to contribute to my life. I like to contribute to others' lives. I don't want people in my life that are trying to get something from me. So play with that idea. See if you can feel that neediness, that thing where you're trying to get something. Okay, put that aside. I'm already okay. How could, how could I play or how could I interact? How could I show up where that would be true? Yeah, I love this. And this reminds me of kind of, of, of like a Buddhist mentality, like everything kind of is perfect as it is, right? Mm. Like we're, we're, everything is okay as it is now, you know, even though we, like we're always trying to, to seek for more, uh, more, 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 we're trying to just, you know, seek for happiness. And, and the best thing that is, is everything that's happening right now. Like this is it. Like everything's okay right now. Mm. Yeah. What you if know? that was true? What if that was true? 
Right. And I, and I think that's good advice too, because you can't convince someone of that. They have to play with it. They have to kind of, you know, tinker with that idea and, and do it in multiple situations, you know? So I, I like that. That's a very good tip. Is there anything else you got for us that you can share uh, with these guys to step into that mentality or? Yeah. I've noticed a yeah, I notice a lot of guys that they'll put so much emphasis on their dating life. They'll put so much interest, uh, emphasis on their relationships, and they and it puts this pressure on whoever this woman is going to be for them to suddenly shoulder all of this weight. It's like once I get this woman in my life, then I'm going to live the life I really want. Once I find this person, then I'm going to give myself permission to go do X, Y, and Z. And what a mistake! I mean, just think about being that person and like suddenly, oh, thank God you're here. You hold this now. This is your responsibility. I, I don't have to be responsible for my happiness and well-being anymore. It's your job. I've been waiting for you to come along, and now it's your job to to shoulder this for me. Um, I say, well, what would make you happy? Given where you are today, what's the thing that would make you a little more happy today? What would have you feel more alive? What would have you feel free? Realize that you're the guy that creates that. Take the pressure off of whoever you imagine or whoever you want to come into your life to be that for you. And I think the interactions are going to go a lot easier because, again, you don't need them. You don't need them to be this person for you so that they can be responsible for your well-being. Take that pressure off of them. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one of the issues too is we seek externally, right? It's like we, we're looking for the outside for the things to please us. And it's a, it's a never-ending battle and you won't win whenever you're trying to get something else to make you happy or something else or just like you said like well once i get this it's kind of like you ever see fight club yeah yeah it's like the beginning of fight club before he gets into starting fight club right so if you haven't seen this movie there's this guy and he's i remember this one scene like he's talking about like trying to be complete like ordering all the stuff for his apartment finally having all the cool stuff like he's got the job and he just wants to be complete and and that's kind of what we're we're doing too as a society in a lot of ways is we're always looking for something else. And that's kind of where if we want to get real deep here, that's where addiction comes in, right? It's like you can be – and I'm not just talking about alcohol and drugs, but you can be addicted to shopping. You can be addicted to sex. You can be addicted to a lot of different things because you're always seeking externally when I think, Trip, what you're saying right now is that everything's okay right now as it is and everything is – is almost perfect as you are right now. And, and including my desire to change it, including my desire to have more of this and that. I, you know, I, I don't want to deny the things that we want. That's a, that's a big piece of it too. But if we forget or we fall into this trap of thinking, I'm not okay until I buy this thing or I'm not okay until I get a date this week or I'm not okay until this and that. That's, that's, you know, that's the lie. But I can still want to buy this. I can still want to go on a date. I can still want to go create this relationship. The, the, that's the tricky part. I can want those things, but do I really need to attach my self-worth? Do I really need to attach my well-being to them? That's the difference. I can want it, but watch out if you're attaching your, your self-worth and your, your well-being to those things. Right. Exactly. I love it. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up here in just a second. This has been a, a great chat. And this is something I want to ask you one more question, something that I ask. Um, only, only the guys who I interview or girls that have podcasts that I've done a lot of interviews in the past. Like I just interviewed um, Knowledge for Men, Andrew Faribi, and he's done a lot of interviews. And so I asked him a question I'm going to ask you. This is a little bit sort of out of context, but you've done a lot of interviews with a lot of people and 
and you've been doing it for, you know, five, six, seven years. So at this point, if you could just pick maybe one thing uh, that was just something that you feel has been repeated a lot or throughout the course of your interviews, like almost like a, a reoccurring theme or something that always kind of draws back to like one big idea. If you could pick that out from all the people you've talked to and interviewed, what do you think that would be? Some either it can be anything, it can be idea, a tip, a piece of advice, um, anything. It can even be abstract. What do you think is something that's that you that you've taken away from all the people that you've talked to and 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 um, you know just been around for so many years doing your interviews? Yeah, the thing that comes up for me as you ask that is um, you talked earlier about this externalization. We're looking outside of ourselves for that. Um, there's a shift in our thinking. And most of us are, are in a powerless place. We, we, we haven't really consciously chosen to say, you know what, if I'm not happy, if I'm not uh, satisfied with how things are going in my life, that's my responsibility. I can complain about my job. I can complain about my girlfriend. I can complain about the lack of girlfriend, complain about lack of money, whatever it is. But as long as we keep externalizing it and saying, those are the reasons why I'm not happy, we're going to continue to be unhappy. We're going to continue to be in this place of not enough. And what I've seen over and over again, and what this message that keeps coming up and what I drill into people is you're the common denominator here. Your choices add up to the results that have happened in your life. And that's the, that's the not so good news. But the good news is that you're the, you're the guy, like you get to make different choices. A lot of us don't want to do that. We love to be able to externalize and say, it's, it's, here's the reason that person's the reason or my, what happened in my childhood's the reason is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all got dents. We've all got scratches. And if you're not happy, what choice are you going to make today? That's going to make a difference. How will you recognize that you're at the center of this? You're the creator of this. You're the owner of this and start to see, well, I can make different choices. I can do things that are a little scary for me. I can get over myself. I can take some chances. Um, and that, what would I do in that regard to, to create a, uh, more for myself? But stop the complaining. Stop the externalization of your problems and blaming and just recognize I'm at the center of it. So what am I going to do differently? I love it. That's perfect. That's amazing advice right there. Trip. thanks so much for being here and doing this interview. I've I've learned a lot and that, I think that's one of my favorite things about doing these interviews, which I do a couple times a month, is just learning from other people and sharing this knowledge with the, the guys who are listening. So thanks so much for being here and, and sharing uh, all this great information. Thank you. Much, much appreciated, Trip. Absolutely. And guys, again, you can check him out, the New Man Podcast. He's right on there in iTunes under self-help. So go check that out. He's got a lot of great podcasts. Is there any episode, by the way, that stands out to you that maybe you've done recently that you really like that maybe you can point the guys to? You know, it's amazing. I, I, I figured, you know, everybody on, on, the, on, on iTunes is basically interviewing the same 20 people when they come out, right? So it's like, well, I get to have these amazing life-changing conversations on a daily basis. So I've started recording them. And I just recently published a recording of me coaching a guy. He was in this place where he was scared. He was procrastinating. He was creating some big thing in his life. Well, I have to do this and I have to go over that and I, I won't be happy until then. And within 15, 20 minutes, um, I had him take action and make a really challenging phone call right there. And you'll, you'll be able to hear it. And you'll hear, them, you'll hear him say, the thing I was scared of is actually fun. The thing I was scared of is actually, and I was avoiding is actually invigorating me. And so I, I uh, you know, if you're thinking, man, I'm drained, 
and I'm scared and I'm not getting things done, that's a great place to start. You'll hear a guy go through that process and, uh, and how it changes his life. Amazing. What, do you know what episode number that would be so the guys can check it out? That's a good question. I think 168, I think. 168. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, go ahead. Check that out. The New Man Podcast. Trip, thanks again for being here and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.